0: I'm standing in front of the offices of the LA Times with uh, Toby Miller.
1: And I'm standing in a car park with Richard Maxwell. And that car park is indeed in front of the offices of the LA Times. In fact, it's between two buildings, each of which bears the name of the Times. And the reason we're here is to talk about a chapter in our book, Greening the Media, coming out in April 2012 with Oxford University Press. And the chapter we're interested in is the one that looks at one of the oldest media that we think about, Rick
0: chapter is entitled Words, and what we try to do in this this chapter is to uh, trace the development of word delivery systems since the Gutenberg press.
1: WDS, (laughs) you know, weapons of distracting substance. So yes, one of the things that happens often when one thinks about the media is that books are excluded for reasons I've never understood. I guess one could say it's because they're often associated with thinking about what happens in literature. But books and newspapers, including that, all kinds of books, whether it be uh, the overtly fictional, like the Bible, or I'm sorry, or the apparently fictional, like recordings of the greatest hits of the New York Times, or whether they be apparently factual, like All the President's Men. All these things have not just technological histories, generic literary histories, stylistic and formal ones, and social intertexts to explain you know, the impact they made and what they were responding to, they also have ecological histories.
0: Indeed. Uh, The chapter actually traces the development of paper to the development of the Kindle and other e-book delivery, word delivery systems, (laughs) and what we've discovered is that there's very little written on the history of the environmental impact, and there's some speculation that we make that, starting with the printing, printing rooms of, uh, of, the, uh, of the Gutenberg era, there was the, uh, a new relationship with the environment in which toxic drips and, and puffs of toxic smoke were emitted into waterways and, and print rooms around the world.
1: Because vast amounts of water needed apart from anything else to power many of these systems.
0: Or to, or to produce the paper needed to print the words on. And that issue is, of
1: course, one of the things that we think about a lot today, because it's conventional in considering print to say, well, thank goodness we're all transcending that, because we've moved into the era of the electronic book, of the newspaper and magazine being, in a sense, physical objects of the past.
0: And we're saving the forest as a result, and we're cleaning the water, and we're going to enter in a new clean era of word delivery.
1: But the story turns out to be even messier than the appalling notion of word delivery Uh, because, first of all, in terms of even the most uh, radical as well as the most conservative forces that are trying to measure this, it's not clear that when you do cost-benefit analysis of all sorts of kinds, it's actually less ecologically destructive to be doing things electronically than to be doing things via print that in fact there may be lots of good reasons to tear down forests as long as you replace them and that there may be all kinds of problems with other sorts of word system delivery. What
0: we find is that there's been a history of complete inefficiency in using uh, sources for fiber to create paper and that there are methods to uh, replace toxic ke- chemicals for bleaching and, and other means of producing the uh, the paper in question. Uh, in fact, uh, you know, the impact of a single book is much less uh, so than the impact of creating a single electronic uh, tablet or, or electronic device like a Kindle.
1: Absolutely, And not only that, of course, in order to power the electronic book reader, you're utilising not only the systems of electricity at the point of your own reading of the book or reading of the newspaper, but all of those downstream that are involved. So that's a big factor. Another factor is that When we look at the carbon impact on the world and the way that it can be in some ways attenuated as a consequence of trees, the trees that do that best are young trees because they suck up the carbon best. So replacing trees may not be quite as bad a thing as we all thought it was. Then there's the factor of how you compare the way in which people buy books. And this is very complicated to work out. For example, uh, because people in the United States tend to buy books or have historically done so by driving to locations where books are sold uh, and therefore one could say that their carbon impact obviously includes their driving. But when they go they tend to buy lots of books at a time whereas some other countries buy very few of time. So it's a very complicated idea about life cycle assessment and how you bring into play both consumers and producers that makes us try to work out the costs and the benefits of both the printed book and the
0: electronic And one of the most interesting things we discovered in, in trying to rewrite or to proceed with an ecological approach to the history of or the printed word, or words delivered by the Kindle and others, is that there's a convergence of, of technologies that took place where we find, and you'll, we'll talk about this in our discussion of our following chapter on screens, that both film and, pr- and paper printed words share a common chemical and mechanical past, and the, and the consequences on the environment are, are uh, interestingly uh, interconnected.
1: That's absolutely right. Well, we haven't talked much about newspapers. We have talked a lot about print. It's time for us to leave the no doubt
0: doom Los Angeles Times and move on to our next location.